On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Tesla brings back FSD transfer as well as lifetime supercharging transfer in an effort to drive demand in the historically slow first quarter of the year. Plus, Giga Berlin hits another major production milestone, the Cybertruck fleet got its first software update, and more. What's happening, friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joining you for episode 445 of Ride the Lightning, the weekly Tesla unofficial podcast, this one for February 11th, 2024. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I like to get the news first, because that's what most people want. They don't care about me, they care about the Tesla news, and I completely understand that. And then I talk about what I'm doing in my life with Tesla stuff at the end of the podcast. But I hope you'll forgive me this week because I'm gonna flip the script a little bit. We're gonna start the podcast with a little game this week. And the game is, guess what's outside my front window right now? If you guessed a Cybertruck, congratulations, you're correct. Second part of the game, guess what Ryan has the key to right now? If you guessed the Cybertruck outside my window, you would also be correct. Yes, uh, I am in possession of a Cybertruck for the entire weekend thanks to an incredibly generous and I might add trusting listener here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm not sure if he wants to remain anonymous or not. I mean, on the one hand, it might be nice to go send this person some kudos on social media. On the other hand, maybe he doesn't want people hitting him up. (laughs) They're like, can I borrow it next? I don't know. So uh, I will ask him later uh, when I I return the truck if he would like a shout out or not. But he certainly deserves his his well-deserved kudos for his kindness. But he knows who he is. So yes, I will be living with this thing for the next couple of days. And I am so, so grateful for this incredible opportunity. Uh, and and I guess I'll start, well, I guess I need to shout out a second listener. So my audience, I've said this before, it merits saying again if I haven't said it in a while, the Ride the Lightning audience and the Tesla community at large, but particularly the people in this audience, are so incredibly kind and generous to me. I've seen that time and again over the years in a million ways, big and small, Uh, When I was in L.A. on business earlier this week, another listener, you know him now because I interviewed him last week, Maz Jelani, he very, very kindly took the time on an extraordinarily rainy L.A. night when I'm told by L.A. residents that L.A. goes crazy on the roads when it's raining because they don't get much rain. And Maz came out with his wife as well, who is also just so nice and lovely to talk to. And he let me drive his Cybertruck and we talked for a while. We got some In-N-Out Burger. Uh, so that was that was crazy. That was so much fun. So my, my actual first time driving the Cybertruck was at night in the rain in LA. 
Um, which maybe not the ideal circumstances, especially when I'm not in any way, shape or form used to a full size pickup truck. But that was fun. I'll give you the quick highlight of that. Uh, besides the fact that again, uh, Maz and his wife, so nice. So we had so much fun talking, but is we, we, uh, he picked me up in LA, uh, after my business meetings were concluded and we just drove to this shopping center parking lot. And just pulled in, parked, get out. It's it's raining. It's it's like lightly raining, and it's, he and he said like yeah. As soon as we park, we're gonna get swarmed. And sure enough, like people were just drawn to it, moths to the flame. But the best, well, first of all, everybody was super nice. Everybody loved asking about the truck. Like people were excited to see it. And I don't want to be. I don't mean this to sound ageist in any way, but I think it was a little surprising that. Uh, so this this older woman had to be in her 70s, slowly drives by with the window down. Her jaw is just hanging open. And she's just, she stops for a second and is just, and is, is talking, is, you know, talking to, to Maz. And Maz, super nice. I mean, the guy's so nice. He's like, you want to check it out? Go ahead, park. And, and she gets out and she's just looking over the whole thing and just loves it, asking so many questions. She gets a picture of it in, in front of it for her grandson. And oh my gosh, it was, it was just so cool. Cause you know, you tend to think, well, the younger crowd really loves the Cybertruck and the, and the older you go up, up the, the ladder, people maybe tend to be a little more set in their ways and resistant, but certainly not this wonderful woman who was just an, an absolute delight. But, uh, so I got, that was, it was fairly brief. We drove around a little bit. Uh, and it was, of course I had Maz and his wife in the truck with me. But today, so today, it, it's, it's been a day, uh, a, a day I will probably not forget for all the reasons, because today, Friday, uh, February 9th, as I record this, was the day that we returned Zelina to Canine Companions. We turned her in. She begins her professional training now. Uh, she is now effectively at college, if you will. We may never see her again. We may see her if she graduates and then we'll get invited to the graduation and be get, get to be part of the ceremony with her recipient. Uh, or she could, they call it career change if she doesn't make it as a service dog and she could come end up back with us. So any, any number of things could happen. But this was an extremely emotional day for both my wife and I. Um, te- many tears were shed as we expected going in. And then immediately after that, I went, I had arranged, because I was actually, it, it was just convenient, it all worked out. Uh, I went and picked up the Cybertruck. And so, you know, I, I had kind of stabilized my emotional status by that point and, and went and picked it up and, you know, I get all my mirrors set and everything and get everything I need out of my car, like my my toll easy pass and my sunglasses and all that stuff. And so I start heading out and before I even make it off of the uh, very generous listener's street, a model Y owner comes by the other way, waves. I turn out onto the, the road and a guy coming the other way just sticks, you know, gives a thumbs up. Uh, and so it's just right, right away. Right away, it is like just apparent how excited people are 
to see the Cybertruck, I mean, again, these are the first ones on the road. These are for, I would say, most people who are seeing it and reacting to it on the road at this moment in time, it's their first time seeing it. (laughs) But it, it, it gets so much wilder than that because, so I've been in the truck for maybe like 20, 30 minutes. I'm not even on the the main highway yet. I'm heading for the main highway. And so I'm on this little, like one lane in each direction road, you know, pretty narrow road. And uh, it's, you know, it's dark. And so at this point it's nighttime, by the way, I guess I should co- add that little bit of context. And the other, I see the other way, like a police SUV goes the other way. You know, I don't really think anything of it. I'm not speeding. I'm not doing anything. It's no problem. But so I, I continue on my way. And then not like 30 seconds later, I see in the rear view camera because the rear view mirror doesn't show anything because the tonneau cover is closed and therefore the rear view mirror becomes useless. You have a, a, a wide rectangular view at the very top of the Cybertruck's 18 inch center screen that serves as your rear view mirror. So instead of glancing up for your rear view, you glance basically just to the right to see it at the top of the screen. So I see the, the, the lights, the police lights go off behind me. And in my head, I'm just going, wait a minute. I don't know if I have the registration or like, I don't know if I have the right paperwork for this thing because this was a blind handoff. My, my, uh, the kind listener who is trusting me with a, with a cyber truck is out of town this weekend. And that's why he's letting me borrow it. Cause he's not in town. And so it was, it was, I just picked up the key card from a family member at his house and went on my way. And so I put down my window and I, I, it's like, I haven't been pulled over knock on wood in, I don't know, six, seven years. I'd made an, the last time I'd made an illegal left turn out of an in and out parking lot. And, and I, I did that by the way, I knew I was doing it. Like, I was like, I'm just going to do this because it's more convenient. And I got busted for it. So sure, you know, that's, I deserved it. But it's been a while. And so, so I, I just put the truck in park, put my hands on top of the squircle, window down. Officer comes up and I look over it and he says, he says, I, I'm sorry to do this, but I really want to check this thing out. And I, instantly, like, I'm relieved <laughs> and I got to say, so I don't want to get this officer in trouble in any way. So I'm not going to tell you where it was. I'm not going to tell you, I guess you can deduce when it was, but I won't tell you where I won't tell you anything else. I don't want this officer to get in any trouble, but I asked like, is it okay if I, I'm like, I'd be like, I'd be happy to show you the truck. Uh, and I have to tell you, I'm borrowing this from a friend. And when you pulled me over, it's like, I don't know if I have any of the registration stuff. And he, you know, he's not bothered at all. He didn't ask for my license or anything. So I said, is it okay if I get out of the truck? And I, well, then I told him, I told him uh, before I got out, I said, you know, it's funny. I, I used to, ha- I was lucky enough. I used to own my dream car for a long time, a DeLorean. And I'd heard tales of fellow DeLorean owners getting pulled over by law enforcement officers who just wanted to check out the car, but it never happened to me in 12 years of owning it. And I've been driving this cyber truck for like 30 minutes and it's already happened to me. So I get out of the truck 
And I'm just, you know, we're walking around it and showing it to him. And uh, yeah, he, you know, he knew, he definitely knew some stuff about it already and, you know, just showed him some features and showed him the inside, you know, just gave him the tour. And, and then, uh, you know, I, I told him about steer by wire and I was like, yeah, when I, when you, when we're done here and I go up to that stop sign and I turn left, I'm only going to have to turn the wheel like this much. And, and, uh, you know, he, he did give me his name and was very nice. Uh, and I actually told him that I, like, one of the reasons, like, that I, well, basically the reason that I have this truck this weekend is because I do this Tesla podcast every week and I gave him the name of the podcast. So I don't know if that officer is actually hearing this, but uh, if he is, I appreciate you uh, being super kind and not not trying to put the fear of God in me for any reason. Um, so that was just what a story, right? Like wh- what a beginning to this adventure with the Cybertruck. And so uh, I have to say this, what what this is, this opportunity is this weekend really will determine for me whether or not I move forward with my current intention of getting a Cybertruck or plan B, if the Cybertruck is just too unwieldy, it's too much, too big for my neighborhood, you know, it's just, I'm not comfortable with it. Well, there's a Highland Performance Model 3 on the horizon that would be pretty fun, I think. But, um, I will give you the full lowdown next weekend. Maybe and maybe on next week's episode, I won't do it at the beginning of the show. I'll save it for the end and do all the news first for the people that 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 come here for the 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 news and analysis each week. But I'll give you my quick first impression, and that is uh, the party doesn't stop when you're in a Cybertruck because after I was pulled over and and politely, you know, just let go with, with no infraction. Um, there were, I saw so many people taking pictures, taking videos, like giving thumbs up, waving. When I got back into San Francisco and I'm, I'm on a three lane road and I'm in the middle lane. Cause that's, I just, that's where I feel comfortable, especially in this giant cyber truck. You know, the lanes are kind of tight in San Francisco for, in, in a lot of streets. I, I, I'm rolling up to a red light and I'm, you know, I'm like five or six cars back. So I let the truck come to a stop. And then the lane, the far right lane, there are fewer cars there. So another guy goes by me. So he's up like two car lengths ahead of me, stopped at the red light. He opens the door and gets out of his car, like turns and looks at the Cybertruck. Interestingly, didn't take a picture or didn't, you know, he just like, got out of his car in mo- in traffic, <laughs> turned and looked at it, and then got back in his car and the light turned green and we kept going. So people are getting out of their vehicles in traffic to see the Cybertruck. It is insane. Like it's, it's, it's wilder than I even had been led to believe. At least just again, this is the first drive the first, this will, and it wasn't even day, like if it were daytime, it would be probably, you know, more obvious what was on the road. Cause not only was it nighttime, I will share with you that this particular cyber truck that I am currently so very uh, graciously borrowing, it's been wrapped matte black. So it is straight tumbler Batmobile or I guess bat truck. In fact, the, the, 
the license plate on this thing should be Bat Truck, B-A-T-T-R-U-K. So if my if if the owner is listening to this, you should get that plate if it's available in California. But um, it was it's just crazy. But I'll give you the the super quick impression is uh, which again t- t- couple things. I'll give you the first. I'll give you the bad. The bad is the headlights are terrible. Now I've seen some people who have Cybertrucks comment that maybe it's an aiming issue the way the headlights are aimed. And I hope it's just that and not the actual like physical lights themselves. The light, the headlights are just straight, not good. They are not good. Um, I, it's not like I was blunt, like I was driving blind, but for a, for a brand new state of the art next generation vehicle of any kind, especially a Tesla, which is always cutting edge, the headlights are awful. So I hope it's just an aiming issue, but that's the big thing that stood out to me on the negative, on the positive. Again, I'm going to, uh, I've got, I'll have so much to share next weekend, but the, uh, I'm going to move on from here. I'm going to give you the, the, the big positive, And that is the way it drives. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And it's interesting because the two things that I believe are primarily responsible for it driving the way as well as it does are two things that were not part of the feature set on the truck when it was first unveiled in 2019. And those two things are steer-by-wire and rear-wheel steering. Obviously, the rear-wheel steering tightens the turning radius significantly, and that is no joke. It absolutely does. And then the steer-by-wire is just... its I don't even want it... Like, I feel like when I get back in my car, it's going to feel awful. Like it's going to feel actually bad because as I was, as I mentioned a minute ago, after when I was talking to the police officer, you know, you make a a 90 degree left turn, like a stop sign and then a left turn. You're, you're moving that wheel. Maybe I guess what would be 90, yeah, 90 degrees, you know, from, from 12 to nine, right? That's it. And it just goes. It just goes there. It is. It it just feels so good to turn, to handle, to drive. On the there was okay. There was one part where I I had a freeway on ramp that was basically like a a hairpin, effectively like going up and and very tightly around hairpin turn onto onto the freeway. And I've done this very on-ramp in my performance model three a million times and it's cool it's fun you know you can get on the accelerator as you're coming out of that hairpin and you can you know get on it if there's nobody ahead of you and you can have some fun the cyber truck you are just the, the you know you're only turning the the squircle not much like maybe i don't know Again, like 90 plus, like it's not much. You're just not, and it just feels so good as you're you're moving through it. Your hands are still on the wheel. You're not doing any hand over hand anything ever. And then, you know, you can get on it. And, and by the way, I will say the last thing, the dual motor, zero to 60 in 4.1 seconds, my performance model three is zero to 60 in 3.1 seconds. The, the Cybertruck, you know, it definitely is not as quick as my car. There's no question about that, but it's, it's quick. Like it's got pop. 
There's no question. Like, I I don't feel it didn't feel slow to me at all coming out of my performance model three. So the the handling, the way it drives, it just makes it feel so much smaller than this gigantic full-size truck. I feel like if it didn't have rear wheel steering and if it didn't have steer by wire, if it were traditional steering and it was only you know front two wheel steering rather than four wheel, I think it probably would feel it would drive like a giant behemoth of a truck in a not great way relative to the other Teslas. But my goodness, is it awesome to drive like my. Yeah. So I'm I'm feeling really good about it. Um, it again, it's parked in front of my house on a tight San Francisco neighborhood street. And it was with all the cameras and there there's so much dude hardware for so much clearly so much higher resolution. I mean, I know that's obvious. It's a five megapixel versus one megapixel on hardware three, but it's boy that it's, and, and the, the other piece of it is the front camera that when you're at low enough speeds, I think it's under 10 miles an hour. It draws two white lines where your tires are going to go. And, you know, if you turn the squircle, it turns, it turns the line. So it shows you exactly where you're going to go, which inspires so much confidence navigating in tight spaces. Uh, Again, it's all the other four Teslas, particularly now that they do not have ultrasonic sensors. The other four Teslas need this front bumper camera with the same, you know, drawing the white lines at low speed feature. They, it, it would, it would solve any, any, you know, discomfort with parking your, your S3 X or Y without ultrasonic sensors. I just, I wish Tesla would do it. They're seemingly not doing it for money, you know, just to have one less part that costs however many fewer dollars. And I get that that's Tesla's MO, but I just have to disagree with them. You, they need to bite the bullet and put the front bumper camera on all of the cars if they're not going to have ultrasonic sensors because it makes a world of difference in the Cybertruck. All right, there you go. I've talked for over 20 minutes already, so I will continue on with the proper podcast. I hope you hope you didn't mind that too much. If I went on too long, I apologize. But hey, exciting adventure here. Exciting opportunity. Rare. I, I treasure, I respect, I treasure... I, I so recognize how rare and beautiful of an opportunity this is. So I just, I, I am not taking it for granted. And I wanted to share my very first raw thoughts with you about getting to drive the Cybertruck, uh, even here in San Francisco, which has, you know, been my kind of big concern from the get go. All right. Uh, I'm sorry to bring down the mood a bit after starting the podcast off on such a fun note, but. Unfortunately, I've got to share a bit of bad news real quick, and that is the new Model 3, specifically the dual-motor long-range version of the new Model 3, has been given a price increase of $1,000. It is now $47,000. So obviously never fun when the price goes up. It's only fun when the price goes down. But one thing that I would earnestly read into this. Again, my own speculation. We'll find out if I am correct on this or not. But 
I have to imagine that the new performance Model 3, when it comes around here in a couple more months, is probably likely to see its price go a little higher as a result of this as well. I say that because I really doubt that Tesla would narrow the gap between the long-range dual motor and the new performance version, particularly if the performance version is going to be improved over the old performance version in the performance category, which the new long-range dual motor is the same performance. So if we're getting a better performing performance Model 3, I just can't imagine that Tesla would allow a narrowing of the price gap between long-range and performance. So I suspect that performance is going to be a little bit more than uh, what the outgoing Model 3 performance was. Hopefully it's going to stay under $55,000 so that it will qualify for the $7,500 point of sale federal tax credit if you apply, if you meet the income requirements for that. We shall see. Uh, next this week, I hope all of you very kind and generous ludicrous tier backers and up. Anybody at the ludicrous tier, that $10 per month tier or higher. I hope all of you enjoyed this week's lightning round mini episode, which was a fun little, I guess, like call it a, a daydream, if you will, about why Tesla superchargers are about to become totally awesome EV car shows. So if you're interested in that, or the other 82, this was the 83rd lightning round. So there are now 83 of them in there. If you'd like to listen to any of those, all of those, as well as all the ones I'll do every week in the future, uh, you can kindly and generously back me on Patreon at that $10 per month tier or higher. To do that, go to my Patreon page found at patreon.com slash Podcast patreon spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n don't forget that annual pledges if you just want to do a once a year pledge to back me for the whole year i say thank you for doing that by offering you a 10 percent discount on the annual pledge and also worth mentioning is the free seven day trial on that ten dollar per month tier so if you'd like to just try it out see what being a patreon backer of this podcast is like, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. Okay. Next up this week, just a couple weeks after Tesla told all of us not to expect the usual 50% year over year growth on the earnings call, Tesla has already pulled its first demand lever of 2024 here in February. In fact, they've pulled three of them. The first is the return of the free lifetime supercharging transfer. The new Model 3 is, in fact, included here. So if you'd like to buy a new Model 3 and you've got a vehicle now that has free lifetime supercharging, you can transfer it to the new Model 3. You should probably all see the same message in your inbox in the Tesla app that I did. It reads, your loyalty rewarded. Keep your free supercharging with a new Tesla. Take delivery by March 31st, 2024 and continue enjoying free supercharging. Uh, the Model Y, excuse me, the three was added later. So if, if you got that inbox message in your app and it only said Y, S, and X, the three is now part of that. 
Uh, they added in the small print text that, quote, the transferring vehicle must have eligible free unlimited supercharging and cannot be salvaged or totaled. You must own the transferring vehicle at a time of delivery of the new vehicle. Additional terms apply. The second demand lever, which no doubt affects many more of you than free lifetime supercharging does, is the return of FSD transfer. And yes, once again, the new Model 3 is included in this one as well. So you can either upgrade to a new SRX or quote unquote downsize to a new Model 3 or Model Y. And I use downsize very much in quotes because the 3 and the Y are just, they're great cars that didn't exist when those of you with free lifetime supercharging on your legacy Model S or Model X bought that car. There was no 3 or Y at the time. So maybe now the 3 and the Y, the 3 or the Y would fit your needs wonderfully. So you can transfer that supercharging and that uh, FSD over to a new 3 or Y in addition to the S and the X. As you all may remember, I did have a serious conversation about this with my wife last fall when this was last offered with my target vehicle at that point being a new Plaid Model S. Now, I think the Plaid S is off the table for me now, despite the chance to transfer my Model 3's unlimited supercharging and FSD to it, because the price was honestly, I mean, that, that was a big part of the discussion that my wife and I had last fall. The price was a bit too high then, and unfortunately, it's only gone up by $2,500 now that Tesla is charging for paint colors besides stealth gray on the S and the X again. As all of you probably know well by now, my preferred configuration included an ultra red paint job for sure. And that preferred config at the time was $97,500. Today, with that extra $2,500 for the paint added on, you're at an even $100,000 Okay, technically it's 99,990, but I think you all get what I'm saying. So instead, as I mentioned a moment ago, my new pivot, if I decide after this weekend that the, that the Cybertruck isn't the right fit for me over the course of, of this uh, test, this extended test drive, the, uh, the pivot for me would be the new Model 3 Performance which I think could end up being a baby plaid, if you will. If in fact it ups the performance spec in a meaningful way, you could be talking about a car that gets, you know, 80% of the plaid S for about 50% of the price, depending on what the zero to 60 and also zero to 100 mile per hour specs are on that upcoming Highland Performance Model 3. In fact, on that note, another thought occurs to me on this topic that may be relevant to some of you as well who are maybe contemplating utilizing the FSD and or free lifetime supercharging transfer. Given that Tesla has already told its investors that this is going to be a relatively soft year in terms of growth, and I'm, I'm using relatively with a heavy italics emphasis there, relatively soft year. And they've also told us that margins have shrunk as they've reduced prices. And 
that they're already here in the first quarter offering the chance to transfer free lifetime supercharging and FSD at the same time, I have to think that there is a better than average chance that one or both might return again later in this, again, relatively soft year. And I think if that does happen, it would most likely be in Q3 or Q4. Once Tesla has a better idea of how their numbers for the entire year are projecting out at that point. So again, personally speaking, if I don't go with the Cybertruck and, and believe me, I want to come out of this weekend wanting the Cybertruck even more than ever. I, what I'm going to do is try to work up as much willpower as I can to not order a new performance model three as soon as it goes on sale, which we expect to be either at the end of March, beginning of April. Uh, because what I would want to do is wait for, you know, take a, take a chance, a reasonable chance to see if either of these incentives might become available again, quite frankly. And this is just my own personal situation. I kind of need more time to save up a good down payment anyway, which is what I'm currently trying to do for the Cybertruck. So if the new Model 3 performance ends up being my choice, there's no way I would be able to resist transferring both my FSD and my free lifetime supercharging to a new Performance Model 3 if that were available sometime later in 2024. So we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, if you were considering either of these transfers last fall and didn't end up pulling the trigger and you're feeling any pang of regret about that, you now have another chance. You know, quite frankly, I'm going to say something that both I and lots of you have said over the years. Final thought on this topic, I promise. Tesla should just make FSD transfer a permanent thing. Because what better way to ensure customer loyalty and keep people in the Tesla ecosystem, and by the way, to get them to buy FSD outright in the first place? Although, I suppose that last bit can maybe be countered with the, the hypothesis, at least you could make an argument for, that maybe Tesla doesn't want people to buy FSD outright anymore. They might want people to get on the monthly subscription plan. They might figure that in the long run and in the, the grand scheme of things that that makes them more money. But it's, I mean, it could entirely be possible that the numbers come out better for them that way. Though, sadly, I have no way of knowing. But anyway, Tesla, just make FSD transfer permanent. I think many of us would even accept it with caveats, like say a five-year time limit on it or a small transfer fee to move it to a new car. I'm talking like one or $2,000. But for now, at least, it is nice to see Tesla bring these offers back. Oh, and by the way, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm realizing I got so worked up over the return of FSD transfer and lifetime supercharging transfer that I forgot to tell you about the third demand lever. This one is for those of you who have a Cybertruck reservation. You probably already got the same text or email from Tesla that I did, so I'll make this quick. And that is the return of the $1,000 discount on any S, X, or Y. Apparently the three is excluded from this one. 
I haven't seen any any more recent communication to indicate otherwise. So seems like this one's just S, X, or Y. But the text reads, you loved it, so we brought it back. As an early Cybertruck reservation holder, you can receive $1,000 off a new Model Y, Model S, or Model X when you order and take delivery by March 31st. Schedule your demo drive to get started. So if you are interested, all you have to do in order to take advantage of that is to place an order for S, X, or Y using the same account that you have your Cybertruck reservation on. It appears that this time, in fact, you can combine this with the FSD or the free supercharging transfer as you can apparently combine it with any inventory discounts. But I will add, I have not seen any specific language from Tesla to confirm that either way. So for now, this is just kind of some some uh, community scuttlebutt. Don't take it quite as gospel. Definitely double check that before ordering a car. All right, with both FSD transfer and unlimited lifetime supercharging back on the table for this quarter, I decided to make this the subject of this week's Patreon poll to see if this tempted any of you. And unsurprisingly, it didn't because, you know, not not everybody's buying and just ready to buy a new car at the drop of a new offer. So 55% of you voted, no, this is not the right time for my next Tesla purchase. 17% said, I'm undecided, but seriously considering it. 5% of you did say, yes, I'll be ordering and taking advantage of FSD transfer. Only 1% of you that voted said, yes, I'll be ordering and taking advantage of free lifetime supercharging transfer. And 3% of you said, Yes, I'll be ordering and taking advantage of both transfers. Thank you all so much for taking the time to vote. Again, the Patreon poll goes up usually every Tuesday evening at patreon.com slash Podcast. And the poll does not require you to be backing me on Patreon in order to vote in it. Anybody can vote in the Patreon poll every week. It's open to everybody. All right, before I get to the rest of this week's Tesla news, as well as your phone calls in the Ride the Lightning hotline, I want to mention that this week's Ride the Lightning is brought to you in part by the Climate Exchange Raffle. This is a raffle where you can win a Tesla, and it is all for a good cause. They've sponsored the podcast in years past, and they are back. But time is running out on this one. This is their eighth annual EV raffle. You've only got a couple weeks left to buy tickets. This raffle is the real deal. It is for a small nonprofit doing really important work to help our planet. And their grand prize winner, get this, gets their pick of a fully customized EV from any manufacturer. Hint, you're probably going to choose a Tesla, given that you're listening to a Tesla podcast. But the grand prize is worth up to $112,000. So you could do a fully loaded Model X Plaid, you could do a fully loaded Model S Plaid, plus Climate Exchange also pays all of the fees and taxes on the car, meaning that if you win, you will not be stuck with any out-of-pocket costs. In fact, Climate Exchange is even throwing in an extra $5,000 to help you install a home charger or to just use that on the road. Ticket sales end 
on February 27th, but they might sell out sooner, which they have for the past three years or so. So don't miss out on getting yours. And no matter what, your purchase is still going towards a great cause. As again, Climate Exchange is a nonprofit working hard to help states pass climate-friendly policies. You can buy tickets at carbonraffle.org, or if it's easier, I recommend just clicking the link in this episode's description. That's C-A-R-B-O-N-R-A-F-F-L-E dot O-R-G, or click the link in the episode description, and I hope one of you out there wins. Also, Bringing you Ride the Lightning this week is once again my friends at Accelerate Auto and their excellent X-Care extended warranty coverage for your Tesla. It is so customizable. It's great. Again, I've got the three-year, 40,000-mile plan, extended plan. That's 40,000 more miles on top of what it had when I first got the policy back in July. So I've got three years and 40,000 more miles. You can do up to 10 years up to 125,000 miles on your Tesla. You can also do the battery and drivetrain coverage policy if you like, or you could do just the battery and drivetrain policy and not worry about the rest of the car. Whatever you wanna do, the customizability is key. And what's nice here is that Xcare mirrors everything that Tesla's own extended warranty policy does in terms of it has a $100 deductible, and 24-hour, uh, 24-7 roadside assistance, although Xcare offers something that Tesla's extended warranty plan doesn't, which is rental reimbursement and trip interruption coverage. So check them out, see which plan is right for you. Go to accelerateauto.com slash Xcare. That's X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E-A-U-T-O.com slash X-C-A-R-E. And don't forget that discount code LIGHTNING for $100 off your purchase. Okay, back to the news this week. Congratulations to the Tesla team at Giga Berlin on another production milestone. I saw this story on Drive Tesla Canada, who had initially spotted it posted on X by Tesla tipster Sawyer Merritt. Drive Tesla Canada writes, Giga Berlin reached 5,000 Model Ys per week in March of 2023, but there's been no news on the factory's output since then. However, nearly a year later, Giga Berlin has reached 6,000 units per week. Unlike the last milestone, this one hasn't officially been announced by Tesla yet, but quality engineer Lars Langacker shared in a post on LinkedIn a video of a Model Y with a 6K shirt that was made to commemorate the moment. This was later confirmed by Giga Berlin's director of quality, Bob Folks, who wrote on LinkedIn, the hood of your new beautiful Quicksilver Model Y scattered with trophies of our achievements, 1,000 all the way to 6,000 and beyond. Folks also shared a picture of employees at the end of the production line wearing those same 6K shirts. As we noted, Giga Berlin is currently in the middle of a two-week production stop. The company announced last month the factory would be shutting down most production after their supply chain was disrupted due to the ongoing attacks in the Red Sea. The shutdown is expected to end on, well, today, as this podcast airs. February 11th. So hopefully, as you hear this, 
that is indeed over and production has resumed. But boy, 6,000 Teslas, 6,000 any car per week, quite an achievement. That is, by the way, just quick napkin math. I'm a journalist, math's not my thing, but I do believe that is a 20% production increase over 5,000 a week. And it means that if they sustain it for a year, that's 300,000 Model Ys per year instead of 250,000. Now, when we talk about Tesla growth for 2024 over 2023, we're now looking at roughly 50,000 more Model Y coming out of Giga Berlin. We could see, I don't know, 50,000 Foundation Series Cybertrucks in 2024, whereas in 2023, there were literally a couple hundred Cybertrucks that got delivered at the very end of the year there. And I will admit, my 50K figure for Cybertruck is a best guess that is really not a very good guess. It could be way off. So I'm just kind of being cautious with this with this number, if anything else. Hopefully, if I'm wrong, it'll likely be, uh, the number will be a decent bit higher rather than any lower. Anyway, it remains to be seen whether or not the Model S and X can sustain their Q4 numbers. Remember, they got a bump in Q4. Now that the price drops have held and you've got the FSD and lifetime supercharging transfers back on the table for at least this quarter. As for Model 3, well, theoretically, the demand on Model 3 should be higher this year since it's just been refreshed. But the two headwinds that are facing the Model 3 are one, the production ramp of the new Model 3 in Fremont, which did affect Shanghai last year, but history suggests that the ramp will take a bit longer in Fremont since Giga Shanghai is always, at least they have always been, the fastest at everything. And then the other headwind, number two, is the federal tax credit. It's great that it's now a point of sale thing, but in the Model 3's case, you know, it's got to contend with the fact that at least two of the three Model 3 variants cannot get the $7,500 credit, including both versions available right now. We're thinking that the Performance Model 3, once it's, once it's or well revealed and, and offered for sale, that it might and hopefully will have the $7,500 credit because it, it did, you know, Tesla was never saying it was going to come off of that car. They just stopped selling the old version of the Performance Model 3. So anyway, circling back to the beginning of this, big congrats to the Giga Berlin team. Quite honestly, this achievement slash milestone speaks so well to the demand for Model Y in Europe. I mean, I, I guess the word of mouth on Europe's number one selling car is spreading. Finally this week, the Cybertruck fleet got its first ever software update. Many Cybertruck owners posted the release notes to Reddit and to social media. Here's what's in it. Uh, and first of all, you'll now receive a notification on your phone when you don't plug in at home and you have less than half of your charge limit. That's one new feature in this. I think that seems handy. Number two, the NHTSA recall with the font size recall. Yes, it's officially a recall, even though calling it that continues to be utterly ridiculous. So the various safety icons like the headlight icon, high beams icon are now 5% bigger. So there's that. 
Cybertruck's got the Apple Podcasts app from the holiday update that the rest of the fleet got back just a little bit before Christmas. So cool, I like that. Now you Cybertruck owners can more easily listen to this podcast in your trucks. Here's the most interesting Cybertruck-specific piece of this update, in my humble opinion, and that is improved ride and handling. The description on this reads, get a more consistent response on different road surfaces and greater comfort on rough winding pavement in sport mode or when custom ride and handling is set to focused. Also expect reduced pitch and body roll in off-road mode. Well, I will be eager to hear from Cybertruck owners out there that can best quantify this for us as they get used to it. I mean, it sounds like maybe a tweak to the force feedback in the steer-by-wire system, maybe? Possibly along with some air suspension tweaks, I suppose? So there's that. Couple more things. One, uh, some might disagree, I will say, with that last bit being the most interesting part of this update, because... This next one is more efficient charging. Some people may think that's, in fact, yes, the most interesting part of this, this update. It reads, your vehicle now adjusts to the power level of each DC charging station. So battery preconditioning when you're navigating to a charger and then charging can be more efficient. So let's see if that makes any tangible difference in the slower charging curve that early Cybertruck owners have been reporting at superchargers, and no doubt I'm going to find my way to a supercharger at some point during this weekend with the truck. And then the rest of the update is just the rest of the holiday update stuff that we were already lucky to get, though I will specifically, specifically call out custom lock sounds are now available on Cybertruck, which I think might be fun for Cybertruck owners to play with. You know, whether you're doing like a Terminator sound or, you know, some kind of, you know, maybe a Batmobile tumbler. Find a cool sound, I'm sure, that's, that'll, that'll just be extra fun on the Cybertruck. All right, that's everything I've got for you in this week of Tesla news. Stay tuned, though. I've got some of your Ride the Lightning phone calls coming up right after this. Hi, this is Franz von Holzhausen, and you're listening to Ride the Lightning with Ryan McCaffrey the Tesla unofficial podcast. I know it's been a few weeks, but the Ride the Lightning hotline is back. Your phone calls, your questions, your comments, your discussion topics as they pertain to the world of Tesla. If you would like to call in and possibly be featured on the podcast, I invite you to call in and there are two easy ways to do that. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, just record your question. Please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less so that I can get to as many people each week as possible. And then email the file to me at my podcast email address, which is teslapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can take that same 90 second or less question and just call in and leave a message anytime you like on the Ride the Lightning hotline. It's a toll-free number. Call it whenever you want. And that number is 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's 1-888-989-TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. Kicking us off this week is Christian from West Virginia. 
Hey Ryan, this is Christian in West Virginia. Uh, we had the opportunity this week to become a two Tesla household. Picked up my wife uh, a Model Y long range seven seater to fit all of kids and stuff and everything in it. We, we've loved the experience so far, but we had an interesting experience uh, related to hardware four and Tesla's vision based system. So I own a Model 3 with hardware three, so it's not an issue. But um, on our way home from the, uh, the, the delivery appointment, I was late evening, um, you know, it started to get dark outside and we live off of a country road. So as we were getting close to home a few miles out, we, we received some warning messages uh, about multiple cameras being blocked or blinded. Um, and, and needing to clean the cameras or wait for them to regain visibility. I'd never seen that before. The weather was fine outside. There, were n- there weren't any conditions that would have caused any kind of ice or you know, condensation or anything to block the cameras. It was just simply very dark out where we live, where there's no lights along the road. Um, so anyway, we submitted a service ticket to our service center. And we're basically told this, that's kind of expected behavior, uh, much like you know, human's eyes. If it's pitch black out, it, it can't really see much. So anyway, just curious to know how others have adjusted to that experience. We're kind of not looking forward to receiving these alerts in perpetuity every time we decide to drive out you know, past five thirty, six o'clock at night and it's dark out and we're just going to see these warning messages every time we drive and we're going to think something's wrong. So anyway, I just wanted to chat out with that, you know, kind of limitation and see what others have done to, you know, adjust to that or, or solve for that problem. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Christian, and congratulations on your new Model Y. Unfortunately, you are not the first person to call in with this. It definitely happens to hardware three cars too, I find it interesting that you have not encountered it on the same roads in your hardware model, hardware three, model three. Now I can't say this factually, so please don't anybody out there take it this way, but I don't remember this ever happening to anybody back when radar was still in use on the hardware three cars. And if that's a legitimate correlation, a big if I acknowledge, cause I genuinely don't know, I wonder if it happens to any new S's or X's that have the Phoenix HD radar in them. I know that's neither here nor there for this, but just a, just a thought. In any case, Christian, I'm afraid I don't think I can be of much help to you. It does indeed seem to be a limitation of the vision-only system. If anybody out there has any suggestions to try and work around this, I'd certainly love to hear them. But short of that, I'm afraid all I can do, Christian, is empathize with you. Thank you very much for your call, and I hope you are otherwise enjoying your new Model Y. Next is Stephen in Bellevue. Hey, Ryan. Stephen in Bellevue. Long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, and I appreciate the podcast uh, and uh, both the work you do in your uh, work life and uh, personal life and trying to be fair and... uh, optimistic about the things we love. Hey, I don't know if this has been covered or not yet. I have a Model 3 2021, and like many of you, I I drive, and sometimes I put my left elbow uh, kind of on the driver's side there, right by the window, and I was within a couple months of ownership. I was starting to leave almost a dent. I'm not sure if it's just just me rubbing on the actual material there or if it's actually I'm pushing onto the sort of like foamy underliner uh, but I was curious if anybody else has A, had <laughs> this happened and what they might have done to try to solve this problem 
Uh, and the reason why I was calling is you, you were talking about that in the new Model 3 Highland refresh, and so I was wondering, did they change this in the interior? Do you think, you know, some people put their right arm on the center console area, and is it going to rub or, or push on that sort of fabric stuff? So, anyways, appreciate you, and uh, tell, uh, tell the family, uh, wish them well, including the dog, most important. Thanks. Stephen, I very much appreciate your kind words. Thank you. To address your question, maybe I didn't quite get it right or hear it correctly, but if you're talking about the armrest or the top of the door panel, I wasn't quite sure, but I think what you meant was the very top of the door panel right up against the window. And if so, I certainly have not heard of anyone else leaving a noticeable deformation in the door panel there, nor should that be happening. So hopefully you're still under warranty since you said you've got a 2021 Model 3, unless you've already driven 50,000 miles. But if you have driven already over 50,000 miles, so you're out of warranty, if it bugs you, it could be worth submitting a service request and just asking Tesla for a quote to replace that piece. I imagine the labor wouldn't be much. It'd probably just snap right in. It'd just be the part. So could be cheaper than you think. I don't know. Either way, good luck with it. And thank you for calling in. I've got time for one more call this week, and it comes from Wes in South Carolina. Hey, this is Wes in South Carolina. I just was at the supercharger in Charleston, South Carolina, and watched a fellow come out and unplug his car and go back in the restaurant nearby and finish eating. And the supercharger was 100% full. I continued to wait another 15 or 20 minutes for a free charger. And it occurred to me that Tesla has all this software wrapped up. They know when you charged and what station you charged at. And they also know if your car has moved. It would be awesome if that detention timer, that, uh, what is that, idle fee, if the idle fee applied to cars that unplugged and never moved. Man, that would be great. Maybe uh, somebody at Tesla can implement this. Okay, take care. Bye. Wes, I could not agree with you more. That is straight-up rude behavior by that guy. Very poor etiquette, quite frankly. It would be an uncool move if the supercharger were empty, honestly, but to pull that at a full supercharger is just downright uncourteous to your fellow Tesla drivers. I think your solution is a good one. Charge them the idle fee if they have unplugged but not moved at a supercharger, particularly one that's congested. We're all in this thing together, right? The the EV movement's only growing bigger. We've got to all just show each other a little respect and kindness out there, as I'm sure everybody listening to this is nice enough to do, because if you're enthusiastic enough about all of this to be listening to a Tesla podcast, you're probably doing the right thing at a supercharger. So I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but just saying it for the sake of saying it. Thank you, Wes, and thank you, everybody that took the time to call in. If you would like to possibly be featured here on Ride the Lightning via the Ride the Lightning hotline, you can call in anytime. Again, if you want to respond to something I said earlier, either about the Cybertruck that I'm currently driving or one of the news stories this week, drop me a line. I gave you the call-in instructions at the top of this segment. But I'm not quite done yet. I've got a bit more Ride the Lightning for you, including a pro tip of the week coming up right after this.
Well, as I think I mentioned at the top of the podcast, what else is going on with me this week is that we said goodbye to Zelina today. She is now officially starting her professional training on her path towards hopefully becoming a service dog for somebody who can really benefit from her, who can really uh, really put her to good use. That is what she was put on this earth to do. That's, you know, it's as tough as it was emotionally for my wife and I to say goodbye to her today and my daughter this morning. It's not what, she wasn't put here to be our pet. She was put here to hopefully help somebody else and I hope she's going to do that. I got to tour the facility, kind of see where she's going to be working, training, playing, living, and uh, we're not allowed to visit them. That's, you know, which I understand. I completely understand that policy. So I, I just... I don't know if I'll see her again, you know? I guess I, if I do, it's, it's going to be that she graduates and I get to hand the leash over to her, her person that she's going to be with forever. Um, so we'll see what happens there. That was tough. But I'll tell you, it, again, I'll, I'll just give them the organization a plug. Now that I've completed this experience, and by the way, we, we will do it again. We'll get another puppy with, with canine companions and, and do another uh, puppy raising for a potential future service dog. We're going to wait two or three months. We've got a, uh, a family spring break trip coming up, and I just don't want to disappear for a week during that sort of super crucial early, early time when you're really bonding with them, when you're really doing some, some training that's going to soak right into that brain. So we're going to take just a little pause, and then we'll get back to it. And if, you know, if hearing me talk about this at any point along the way has you curious, interested, the, the number one thing that I hear, I, heard, I had this kind of crystallized for me today at the matriculation ceremony, and that is they were like, well, the, the, the number one most common thing you've probably heard is, oh, I could never do it. I could never give because I could never give them up. And sure enough, that is far and away the thing that I heard most commonly uh, when when people would talk to me about Zelina when she would be going around with her vest on when I'd be out walking her. And, you know, the the woman in the program said, well, you know, if you see the graduates, you see and you see the people that they are helping, like you see the finished product in action, then you can't, you, you know, you can't not give them up because you see what they're capable of. And that that helped me a lot today hearing that. So, if you if you think, oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe we could do this puppy raising thing. Maybe think about that if you're kind of hung up on, oh, I couldn't give them up. So, if you know, if they're a nationwide organization, it's split into regions. I'm in the Northwest region. So they're, they're all over the place. So no matter if you're anywhere in the United States, and this sounds like something that you and your family might be interested in, in doing to possibly, again, hopefully try and make a service dog that can help someone. You can go to the Canine Companions website, which is canine.org, and it's the word canine, not the letter K and the number nine. So C-A-N-I-N-E.org. Back to Tesla stuff. Here's a pro tip of the week from Doug in Naples, Florida. Hello, Ryan. This is uh, Snowberg Doug, uh, Naples, Florida in the winter and Montreal, Canada in the summer with muddlesses in both places. I've got a, a very esoteric pro tip for you. <clears throat> I uh, One of the things I like least about uh, 
my Model S is the shift on the screen. I tend to sit fairly far back in my seat. So for me to reach the screen to change gears and put it in park is quite a stretch. Um, it's not a problem with gears because the car guesses right about 95% of the time whether I want to go forward or backward. But putting in park means I've got to lean forward and not only just touch the button but hold it. So I found an easy way to accomplish that. Uh, and that is just by taking off your seatbelt or put the car in park. And then you just open the door and get out. Of course, just opening a door on... Um, this car will work, and on a Tesla will work, to put it in park, but I don't feel very comfortable doing that. So this only works on the uh, new Model S, the reconfigured one since 2021. My guess would also work on the Model 3 Highland. So I hope this um, helps somebody else, probably not too many people, but for me, I'm really happy I found this. Take care, hope all is well, and... Uh, you're going to miss Selena. I'm, I'm, I would hate to say goodbye to a dog that you've uh, had for a while, but good to know that uh, she's going to go do important things. Take care and uh, talk to you soon. Great tip here, Doug. Thank you so much. Whether folks want to use this alternate method or not, it is great to know that it's there in case you ever do want or need it. Uh, and thank you for the kind words about Zelina. Hopefully she's having fun up there. Actually, right now it's 10:57 p.m. She's asleep. Uh, that's. The, I hope so. I hope she's comfortably asleep with her her roommate. Uh, so and they're they're hopefully they got off to a, a good start as as roommates and friends. And she's hopefully sleeping soundly right now, uh, doing well. Anyway, um, oh, I guess I should add something I forgot to say earlier about Zelina. They're going to be sending me monthly progress reports. So I will get some updates on how she's doing, and I'll certainly pass those along to all of you here at the end of the podcast for the people that care and the people that don't care. Well, you know, they can just have pressed stop by this point in time. Uh, anyway, before I get going, I want to mention that I would love any pro tips of the week that anybody out there has wa- has got and wants to share so you can call in with those the same way that you call in with the regular Ride the Lightning hotline. Again, I mentioned the, the two easy call-in methods a little earlier on. Let's mention some friends of Ride the Lightning, including abstractocean.com. They've got so many great aftermarket Tesla accessories from those tempered glass screen protectors, all custom fit using the best quality stuff that's, uh, I guess... Pretty soon they'll have one for Cybertruck, I'm sure, with its 18.1-inch center display. But for the time being, they've got it for all four other Teslas. It's the Corning glass, uh, or excuse me, it's the aluminosilicate glass, which is what Corning uses for Gorilla Glass. Gorilla Glass being the thing that many of us have probably heard of as super strong glass. Anyway, they also do the rear footwell lighting kit, which I think is great for the Model Y in particular. They've just got all kinds of great products. Check them out, abstractocean.com. Click on whichever Tesla you have, or if you have a Rivian, they have a Rivian section as well. And then pile everything you like into your online shopping cart. And when you get to checkout, use the coupon code RTLPODCAST to get 15% off of your first order. That coupon code again is RTLPODCAST, all one word, no spaces. The Snap Plate and the new Snap Plate Plus available for S, X, 
three and why get yours at everyamp.com slash rtl and don't forget the coupon code rtl for a nice little discount there this is the front license plate bracket that is paint safe grill safe radiator safe autopilot safe clean minimalist design blends really nicely with the tesla front end when it's installed and leaves no unsightly hardware behind if you choose to remove it maybe you're going to take it off for a car show, for detailing the car, whatever you want to do, it'll go on securely, but it will come off cleanly as well. So avoid those tickets while parked at a parking meter and enjoy your car with a front plate on it that's that looks you know nice and clean and minimalist. So get yours again at everyamp.com slash RTL with the coupon code RTL. And if you're curious the difference between the snap plate and the snap plate plus, the regular snap plate is safety optimized with breakaway features to sacrifice itself in a worst case scenario, while the snap plate plus is strength optimized with hardened features for maximum strength. Both are made from recycled made in the USA plastics with stainless steel reinforcements. Budget Safe Solar, whose website is quite simply BudgetSafeSolar.com now offers home battery storage as well as solar panels. I officially, it's been one year as of this recording. Yes, I think my anniversary was either yesterday or today, the 8th or the 9th of my, my one year from activation. Like the system's been up longer than that, but from actually having it signed off, all the permits, all that, all that junk from, uh, from the utility company, it has been fully operational for one year which means I should be getting my true up in the mail any minute now that tells me how much credit I have from putting a bunch of excess energy back into the grid over the summer. So anyway, uh, if you are interested in solar for your home and or business, just keep budget safe solar on your short list. They took good care of me. I'm confident they will take good care of you as well if you choose them. So go to budgetsafesolar.com and if you do end up doing an installation, please use the referral code RTL. Immaculate Reflections, whose website is irdetailing.com. They offer a nice little discount to listeners of this podcast. If you get any detailing service done on your car, so if you and your car are going to be in or just live in the greater San Francisco Bay Area, I humbly suggest and heartily recommend that you visit Immaculate Reflections. Again, the website to get in touch and book in service is irdetailing.com. They're doing everything from paint correction to paint protection film to ceramic coating. You name it, it is going to be taken care of your car. I guarantee your car will, you will be much happier with your, with your car when you pick it up when it's done. So head on over, check them out. And my Patreon, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but again, this is a listener-supported podcast. It has been and always will be free. Every Sunday, a new episode drops at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. But this podcast is only able to continue through your kind generosity and support. So uh, if you think that now is the time that I have earned your support via Patreon, I would be humbled and grateful if you would head over to my Patreon page found at patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. And you can check out all the different support tiers there, 
all the different perks that stack. So the higher up you go, the higher the tier you go, the more perks you get. So the, uh, the base tier is just five bucks a month. You can be supporting me for just five bucks a month. What's that, $1.25 a week roughly? Five bucks a month will get you early access to each week's episode. That $10 per month tier gets you the early access to each episode and it gets you all of those lightning round mini episodes. There are 90, excuse me, 83 of them at this point. So lots of extra content up there for you if you're kind enough to back me on Patreon. If you do not already subscribe to slash follow this podcast, please do so on your favorite podcast service. It's totally free. And what that does, if you do that, is the new episode will push out to you automatically. You will not have to think about going to get it. It will come to you so you can follow slash subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, YouTube Podcasts. And if you're on YouTube, just search Ride the Lightning Tesla. You'll find me pretty easily that way. And you can subscribe to the channel, again, totally for free on that. So however you prefer to listen, I am pretty much everywhere with this podcast. If you need a referral code, if you're purchasing a new Tesla and want to get that three free months of FSD, you can do so by using my referral link. Uh, Hopefully you've got a friend, family member, or a coworker whose referral link you can use. But if you just need one, you're welcome to use mine. To do so, type this into a web browser, ts.la slash Ryan73014. Hit enter and you will be taken to the Tesla Design Studio where you choose which Tesla you'd like to order. You configure that car, follow through with the order, and then it will that order will go through with the referral perk baked in, which of course, again, is that three free months of FSD. You can follow me on Twitter slash X or Instagram or both. I have the same username on either of those social media platforms. And that username is DMC underscore Ryan. You can email me anytime, teslapodcast at gmail.com. And before I go, I want to say hello and thank you to the Plaid, Maximum Plaid, and Roadster in Space tier backers. I'll start with the Maximum Plaid crew. Jonathan Wales, thank you so much, along with Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, the Galpin family, Ryan from New York City, Darren Nickel, Kaz Barnes, Brett Libano, Patrick Wisniewski, Gil Cabrera, Mark Eversole, Todd Badger, Joe Edgel, Kevin Yank, the Tesla Owners Club of San Joaquin Valley, Michael Williams, Will Stedman, Derek Nesselrote, Justin Perez, Jeremy Harris, Chris Beach, Tom Mills, Corey O'Donnell, Aaron, John Cody, Joel Sapp, Paul Casarino, Richard Corley, Chris Osborne, KB, Doug Carey, James Gregory, Adam Lavoy, contact1callcenter.com, Jason Chalukas, Travis Krenzel, Bruce Otterstein, Tom Behan, Josh Pennington, Matt Kalen, John from Cream Ridge, New Jersey, Sean Tisdale, Dustin Hart, and Michael Gallo. Next, the Roadster in Space tier backers. Huge thanks goes out for their extra mega generosity. Thank you to Pete White, 
Lyle Austin, Steve Radspinner, Fernando Cordero, Lawton from Chicago, Sean Neidig, Neil Weaver, Jackson Wallace, Rolf and Jennifer Evers, Howard Anthony Smith, Victoria Iacoveto, whom I must tip my cap to for inviting me by to share a cyber beer while I was in the neighborhood. Thank you, Victoria. Tesla Hitchhiker 42, Kara Weston, Robert from near Philly, Kristen Rumble, and American Home Contractors. And let's not forget about the grandfathered in plaid level supporters who are George Cassiopo, David Brander, Logan Willis, Peter Chalet, Eric Randolph, Dory and Steve Guberman, the Tesla Owners Club of Taiwan, Ron Lee, Charlie Gillespie, David Perella, Dennis Peak, Jeff Angwin, Chase Cabanillas, the Lydia family, Aaron Altschul, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, Mike and Barbara from Louisville, David J. Howes, Matt Nixon, the Tesla Owners Club of Wisconsin, Ish, not Elon Musk, Peter, and the Bear Boys of Colorado. And with that, I have come to the end of Ride the Lightning episode 445. I have now, I was just about to say, I've now driven all six Teslas. That's not actually true. I have not driven a Model Y. I will have to, next time I'm somewhere where I want to rent a car, I'll have to rent a Y instead of a three just to be able to say I've driven all of them. But I've had the distinct pleasure of driving the original Roadster on a number of occasions. No, no, not any time recently, but many times over the years, uh, which is a great privilege. I've driven the Model S, uh, several variants of the Model S, a couple different different variants of the Model X. The uh, two of the three threes, the base and the performance. I've uh, interestingly never driven the long range dual motor, and then yeah, not the Y, and now the dual motor Cybertruck. I've had the had the pleasure so. It's, it's just so much fun. I, that's why I do this podcast, because I love these cars. They're just so much fun. They interest me so much. There's always something new and fun going on with them. And, 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 and or, well, usually not, usually and, not or. And awesome new cars and products coming down the pipeline. It has just been such a privilege to be a part of this Tesla community and, and continue to be. Again, this is not a, I don't want this to sound like I'm signing off. Far from it. I'm just getting started. But just just taking stock of how grateful I am for to be part of this, to, to contribute in some small way to the Tesla community. And, and again, as I said at the top, this audience, all of you, has shown me such generosity in so many ways over the last, you know, eight plus years as I've been doing this. And uh, I just... I do my best to to give you an, a really enjoyable and informative podcast each week, and and that's you know the 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 uh, kindness that I get back is uh, is really overwhelming sometimes. It really I stop and think like man, I've just I can't believe I I get to do this and and have all these wonderful people that that seem to enjoy listening to it. And uh, yeah, anyway, that's enough. I'm rambling at this point. I've got to get to bed. It's a late one tonight. It was a it was a long, strange day between saying goodbye to Zelina and then jumping straight into a Cybertruck and and all the the crazy stuff that happened on the way back on the way home with the Cybertruck. And now I've got Daisy the Boxer to my left, who's by herself. 
I know dogs live in the moment, right? Like, not that they can't feel grief, but, like, she might not be thinking about Zelina right now. I am. But she, well, I mean, she's just kind of sleeping over there right now. But anyway, this has been Ride the Lightning, episode 445. Happy electric motoring, my friends. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you back here next week. I mean, I think a Tesla is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. That's what it's meant to be. Our goal is to make... It's, it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. It's maximum fun.